Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Mob Lives After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. With over 75 million weekly downloads, we are your number one source of after show entertainment. And I am your host, Erica Garcia Rojas. And I'm joined here by my two wonderful, beautiful, lovely co-hosts, Roxy Strauer and Charlotte Barman. Ladies, say hello. Hello. Good to be back. And we have on the couch with us our other hosts, or... Maybe just part-time fill-in. Part-time fill-in. Creeper yeah. to the show. Creeper. <laughs> Say hello, Kevin. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what love- is this act going on right now? You're fabulous. You're wonderful. Get your head in the game. Well, we'll hear from Kevin. And- yes, yeah, he does. Do. He's a big fan. And thank you guys for coming back and hanging out with us here for the next hour. We're going to talk about Mob Wives Season 4, Episode 11, Renee's Had Enough. And Renee has had enough, <laughs> but at the beginning of the episode, it looked like things were going to go good. Right, absolutely. Um, I just have to say, I can't believe this is our second to last episode. Oh that I, that makes brings me to tears almost. Mm. Um, and if Renee's had enough at this point, but I have not, so I'm, I'm a little bummed. Well, right. So when we saw at the end of the episode that it was going to be the season finale next week, we were all a little surprised. It always creeps up on us. It does. It's a short season, and I, I hate to look out for it too much in the future because then, you know, I just start getting depressed too early on about when the end is going to be, and it's coming so quickly. I'm a little disappointed because I kind of feel like they were getting their groove in a way, and I was still waiting for some more drama to happen, and I realized everything that's happened pretty much already happened. And Was that's it delicious? It, it was delicious, <laughs> but it really Don't wasn't delicious. <laughs> I, how many times can we say delicious? I know. But... In past seasons, I feel like some real stuff happened with Renee and her ex and just a lot of things. And this season, it's been great, but I don't feel like 
It's just hard because how do you eclipse the mm-hmm. stuff that's gone on in the past? Again, we've talked about that you've never seen on a reality show before. Real, true life and death stuff. And, and I know you'll, we'll talk about it in predictions, but if, if even at the end, it was like, oh, my God, it's real again. When you, you hear in the tease that, yeah. what's his name is out, I don't want to say. but Junior, yeah. He's getting out, but mm-hmm. anyway. So I think, but what do you guys, I mean... It's hard to compare this season to other seasons because the other seasons are so high end. But I, I love the new, I like the new influx of I talent. I still, blood. I like the new blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think it's definitely comparable to other seasons. Uh, had we just gotten rid of love and kept the rest of the cast, because obviously we had to get rid of love for legal reasons, <laughs> um, I don't think that the season would have been as good. But considering we had the new blood, they made the season for me. Whether you like them or not, mm-hmm. I have to say they really brought some great television. And this whole storyline with Alicia and the jail and the Natalie fights, I really think that the new blood season was great. I, I honestly do. I agree. I, I, yeah. Sorry. I think yeah. Alicia's really brought added the real life mm-hmm. mob wives situation to the show. The Natalie is kind of drama, interesting TV, but Alicia's storyline has really added depth to the show. I agree. I like Alicia's presence in the show, and I like her addition to the show. Natalie's, I feel like I could have taken it or leaving it. She, Her connection to the, the the mob and everything isn't really there, and so she doesn't have, she doesn't bring the same and per se baggage that say Alicia does with all that history. So the drama with Natalie and the women is very superficial. Why are you laughing? I'm just laughing because <laughs> I love Natalie. I, can't I do. Help it. I love she Natalie. Okay, like, no, you're I, right. She does. She might not have the authenticity, but uh, but isn't it kind of cool to have someone like that who's just she's awesome, stir, you know, stirring the pot and standing up to yeah. Renee and right? I mean, I, I just feel like with the Natalie's fights, the fights that Natalie has with the women is superficial, whereas the fights with the other women, like it goes deep, and that's why we love and watch yeah. the show. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So it's reminiscent to me of Housewives on Bravo, kind of a superficial, catty fight. Whereas what I love about Mob Wives is the fights are real, real. and they go deep and they throw salt on the moon and they yeah. just know how to push well, each other. Uh, well, and also there's real there's real stakes. Most of the housewives are just rich and bored, mm-hmm. and so they're, <laughs> they're so bored with a lot of free time and they're fighting. The, you know, these women. As we've talked about, they have to support themselves. They have to support their men. Um, they're yeah. dealing with the law. They're dealing with the press. They're dealing with, I mean, there's just other problems that um, that just, it's I think, go beyond what we see on the other shows. Right. And I absolutely, I, I love it. I love the show. And it 
you say why I'm laughing because it's ridiculous that I love her character because <laughs> I, I agree with everything you said. What does she really bring to the show? But I just think she just doesn't give an F about anything. And I could do without London. London, who are you? And <laughs> why do you keep looking at the camera, dear God? Like, She's like a honey badger don't care. Yeah, she is a honey badger don't care. <laughs> um, but honestly, I just think she's funny. Like, she is in her own world. The rest of these girls seem to have real issues and they're always real problems and she thinks she's a part of the world and it's like I just think she's on a different planet. I yeah. just think it's funny though. She's funny to watch her and she's pretty and she's young and she has a nine-year-old kid which like where are you? Um, it's just the absurdity of it all. It makes me laugh. Well, good. Well, <laughs> not at you with you. I know, I know. So we see the top of the episode where the women are having dinner, and Drita is hosting the dinner. Renee's late. We saw the first half at the end of the last episode, so it's concluding this dinner here. And it looked like things were going to end up good with the women. They all made up. Alicia was talking to Renee and they kind of cleared the air about their friend Carla and even Natalie said her piece. Things seemed pretty good and it seemed like everybody was getting along. Yeah, I have to do say that at the top of this though, you actually mentioned this, Erica, there was a little bit of a continuity issue where they say, wait, they're going to start eating dinner now? I mean, last week we saw that they already started eating dinner when Drito, I'm sorry, when Renee wasn't even there. And this week, they wait for Renee to eat. Um, something editing, something I think it's strange. Just editing that was really yeah. weird. I, yeah. it, it just it, it bothered me that they did that. Sometimes we do have continuity issues with the show, though, and we, we all know that. So that's fine. Uh, as you're saying, it did seem like it was going to get cleared up. And clearly it was not completely cleared. Well, at the end of the dinner, though, it was. At the end of that dinner, it seemed as if things were resolved, especially between Renee and Alicia. Yeah. They really seemed to hash it out, and even Drita got involved. And Drita's like, I loved, hey, I, I loved it, too. Drita's like, hey, guys, okay, so this, this, and this, and... Let's work it out. Yeah, she was a total mediator and just said both sides, and she made everyone realize, okay, you're totally right. If I was Renee, I would side with Carla, but if I was Alicia, I would also want her to be on my side too. Like, she has history with my husband. So Drita definitely brought a really good mediation way of thinking, and I think she just made people realize, yeah, even Big Ange was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I think it was great that Drita stepped in because otherwise I don't think anything would have been no. accomplished. But I, I kind of disagree in the sense that I didn't feel like everything was resolved. I felt like a bow was put on something that was a pile of shit. Excuse me. But like, it was like all crap sitting there. And then they just tied a bow on top of it and were like, let's put this over there and hope it doesn't stink anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, putting a bow on it doesn't help. It still stinks. And nobody ever actually got to the bottom of it. You know, she, Renee says, I didn't do this. I didn't rat you out to the newspaper. So that was solved. But the whole thing about Natalie and Renee and the Vegas, yeah. none of it was really solved. Maybe it was. We didn't see it on camera. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like that it was too quick. You know, people don't get over things that quick. Well, I do completely. feel like the fight between Alicia and Renee got pretty hashed out and it, things got resolved from that. And I think for both of the women, they both wanted things to make it. They wanted to make things work because they both said because... Alicia said, but my husband's so close to you, Renee. And Renee said, because I am so close to your husband, right. I want to make this work between you and I. I agree with Natalie. In a way, they were just, like you said, putting a bow on it. Because I don't even think they really, neither one of them really care that much. Yeah. They're just trying to 
be con nice to one another while they're filming the show. So I don't think they even have a desire to really become friends or really, oh, let's really talk this out and mend this. They're like, okay, let's just agree to disagree, disagree. and move on. Yeah. But, when we'll talk about it later on, Natalie can't keep her mouth shut in that case. So Right. I, I think that one of the reasons they needed to do this, and maybe it was partially dick in the soup, which is a term that Kevin has coined here, but I, I think that it was about the fact that I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting kind of sick of all of these women having their outside sources that they always talk to. And it's less so a group this season, you know, uh, with Renee being close with Carla and then her friend, what was it, Nicole. Yeah. Um, and we keep seeing them calling other people and meeting with other people. And then, and then tonight, Alicia's tonight friend. Alicia had her friend. And, you know, uh, because these women aren't actually a group, that they go to other people for their problems. And so things like the dinner, where we can see them all together, it makes me feel more invested in the show when I think of them as, like, all partners in crime, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I feel like they had to do this so that even if it didn't wasn't actually resolved, they needed to put some sort of resolution and put it in the corner because I'm sick of not seeing them together. Yeah. I'm sick of Renee not showing up to things because mm -hmm. uh, I miss her because we love her. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, so... Talking about Natalie, then, we see a little bit more of her storyline this episode between her and London. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're having a few problems. They're looking for an apartment in New York. And then when they're looking at the apartment, they get into this little fight. It looks like London's not interested in having another child or really having a family. And they just seem to have issues. What do you guys think about all that? What was she wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> valid point. Yes. Valid point. <laughs> Um, right. I, as I was saying, you guys pointed that out, and then I'm just, it reminds me of when I was 17 years old in college and what people would wear hung over to class the next day. <laughs> it's like the shirt they went out in last night, and then they'd throw sweatpants on with their belly hanging out, and like, she keeps reminding us, you have a nine-year-old kid, yeah. what are you wearing? And this is what I said, too. It's like, she's, I mean, she's young, but she's not that young. She's like 32, 33. She's, she's in her early 30s. And she's wearing, she's dressing like she's 18. Right. Like, literally, she slept at a frat house. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not to say she's not pretty and she doesn't have a great body, because yeah, she does. Yeah. Absolutely. But I just think she needs to have a little more respect for her own image, considering she seemed, it's so important to her that everyone knows she's a family person and she's a businesswoman. Well, you don't look like either of those things, honey. No. You and, don't. And more respect for a kid. I mean, he has to watch this. Do you really want to see a mom with, like, a crop shirt on? <laughs> you know? I feel like you really don't. And especially his friends. I feel like he would be made fun of at school. Right. Yeah, her image is conflicting with what she's telling us yeah. she is. Exactly. Say mm -hmm. one thing mm -hmm. and then do the other. Mm -hmm. But I do like about this that I feel like we're getting, I was talking about this last week, when we get the real stuff coming in here. And I feel like this is the real deal with London and Natalie. This is an actual conflict where Natalie wants to work on her business and be in her big house that she doesn't owe anything on in Philly and she wants this guy London to be her baby daddy you know and she mm -hmm. wants him to raise another kid with him and he's like but where are we gonna get the money to party you know and I <laughs> and sometimes I just want to look at him and be like and shake him but if that's how he feels then better that she knows that now. I mean, what are they doing together as a couple? Completely. They're on totally separate pages, and I think it's good that at least he voices it, and it's not deep down he wants to potty and then holds resentment right. later in life. So who's who's pay is paying? Is it the funeral home business family money paying for her? 
you think? Yeah, yeah I think so. She's working, she runs it. She runs it pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. she runs it there. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what London does, but it sounds like they have a low budget, and he lives in New York and wants her to move to New York with them. And what I don't understand is she does run the funeral home, and she talks about how she's this business owner, and she runs it. So what's she doing moving to New York? I mean, is this going to be just a crash pad? Well, or? she says she has a direct-to-camera saying it will be very difficult to run a business from New York. And yeah. I thought to myself, difficult... Like impossible. It sounds impossible. Yeah. Exactly. What do you mean difficult? Like you're not in the same state. How do you? I, I get if she was the owner and there was another manager, but she runs the place. And why can't London move to Philly? Right? Why? It Unless- seems like she said she seems she's the one making all the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. He's not willing to make any sacrifice for her. And not to mention she has a nine-year-old kid. So where is he going to school? Is she going to pull him yeah. out of school? Right. I'm, I'm not exactly and, sure. And they don't really go into detail about it, which is my question to you guys. So. How legitimate, I know you think the fight is legitimate, but do you think this is something that's gone on for a while and they're just kind of presenting to us on camera? Yeah, there's no way she didn't know this about him. Um, There's no way all of a sudden this is their first conversation about where they're going to live and he's like, oh, I don't want kids, I want a party. There's no way that's the first time they came up. They've been dating for years and years. Um, So I think that it's probably a constant battle, but... This is one of those things that, unfortunately, is a deal breaker. It's not like, ooh, I want to paint this room purple. You want to paint it black, so we're fighting. It's like, this is what I need for my nine-year-old son, and you want to go out and spend our money partying. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That is a deal Okay, so the way you guys are talking about this, you clearly are passionate about it. (laughs) No, I'm not being sarcastic because my question is, I always always get upset when they bring in a new character. Not when they bring in a new character, but when they bring in a new character and then they force that character's new character right yeah. so for me it's like eh, yeah i don't know if i know i don't know if i care so much about going off with her in london if, if london were getting involved with uh renee and big Ange and sticking his nose in the business then it would work for me but we're getting too far away right now i don't feel like i know that's am better. i wrong do you no, guys i 100 agree with you kevin and even when we were watching the episode and we saw Natalie and London on the screen, Charlotte was like, ugh. You were like, ugh. Just like her presence, like, ugh. And I agree in the sense that it's interesting to see her interaction with the other women that we've grown to love and care about over the seasons, but I I don't really care about her situation Mm -hmm. London. And in my opinion, it's like a stupid fight that's probably happened between them forever. And I'm just... And she's known about his feelings about not wanting to have a kid or liking the party, and I don't really care to be a part of this fight. And I get the feeling that no matter what happens, she'll stay with him. Yes, exactly. That's how I started off the episode, and I was was saying that I don't like the fact that they all have their own outlets now. Mm -hmm. Because A, it brings us away from the girls as a dynamic, and B, it brings us away from mob wives. Because... What does this have to do with mob wives? Two people having problems moving into an apartment. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, the reason that I liked it, though, didn't love it, didn't want to spend well, as much time on it, was because I I think that this is an actual issue. Well, devil's advocate, you know, I liked Joe back in the day. You did. Carla. I mean, yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah. I like yeah. Joe, too, okay, actually. But, but, um, Carla's ex. But I'm saying because we're just getting to know her, I don't know if – I just wonder – 
I'd like to too soon. Too soon. It's just too soon. It's like like Neil tonight. Didn't have a problem with Neil. I I just think that it's too soon for them to have a big plot line. That's all I'm saying. It was strange. It's it's necessary at some point, but maybe too soon. Right, but it was weird because when they introduced when they introduced Natalie, they introduced her with London. Mm -hmm. So it was. It's almost like London was. As much a part of the show. I think what they were doing is trying to set us up to care about the relationship. Right. So, right. because the reality is, other than her delicious fight with Renee, Natalie doesn't really have a storyline. So they were trying Mob to. Mob candy. Which was barely anything. She had one photo shoot, which probably lasted three hours. And it wasn't, or photo shoot in the runway show. Right. So it's not a storyline. And so they're trying, they were, I think, I'm thinking as they're going back and editing it, they're taking that footage because they're wanting to set that up as a storyline that we're eventually going to care about. And Kevin obviously doesn't care about it. I don't really care about it. I don't know about you guys at home if you care about it, but I don't. I think it would be incredibly interesting, but I don't know if they would actually be able to televise this or if families would be willing to do this if we saw more about the funeral home because she says this is a home where very famous mob bosses or whatever it is get buried and if that was more of the, her storyline if that was her tie-in that would be incredibly interesting but to I, me but I have a feeling though that that's her hook of getting in but I think the reality of it is it's not that interesting and that's why they haven't showed it oh I don't think that's why I think that they are not getting footage from it I don't think any family would be like yes you can film me going through the process of burying my father my son my whatever but it it's is. still I mean still for viewers of mob wives we really want to see that either. I would yeah. want to see that. Yeah, You'd that's the connection. What? Definitely. To see behind the scenes at the funeral home burying somebody that has been a mo- like been in the mob and has that background because we don't really Natalie's kind of just she's yeah, not what really her in it. Like is. yeah, exactly. That's her only connection. So I would want to see a lot Do, like uh, more. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like she's not as connected as at, I, I or, or as in charge of the funeral um, home as as they purport. I don't know. I feel I, I, I don't know. That's a guess. She may work there. She may be part of the family business. I, I just don't feel like she's. She's a. I agree head, with that. Man. How could you move to New York if you ran this funeral home? How could that even be an option? How? I, I don't know. Part of me feels like she's not as connected as she says she is too. Because maybe once they buried somebody or, tw- or buried her twice, but I don't think it's like a weekly occurrence that... I kind of disagree on both parts, guys. I think that she is very involved in the funeral home. We have seen some footage of her. She's literally taking care of the bodies from start to finish. She's putting the makeup on and all I that know, stuff. I know, but if your but dad owned a pizza place, we could easily shoot stuff <laughs> yeah. of you, Roxy, playing Absolutely. with the register. I, I, don't, I don't know. And by the way, this is a blind guess for me. Yeah. This right. Is, I base this on nothing else. So I could be totally wrong. I just, it's my gut that she's not as, she doesn't have the role there that they are purporting. I think she, I I actually a little bit disagree. I do think she has a pretty good role in the funeral home, but I Runs the place though? Yeah. I I don't know if she actually runs it. Maybe she has a sibling or somebody that she does it with. Nothing owns, but I think one of the runners of, yeah, I think she has a very big part in it. And um, I, I think that. Like we're saying, she has a big part in that, and and I believe she has a big part in the actual burying of all these mob families. Otherwise, I don't think that they would have let her on the show. I think think they uh, let her on the show because of her personality. Personality. And I think that's it, and I think they they found her. She happened to maybe be somebody's friend. Hey, there's this girl. She's beautiful. She's real fiery. She got fiery personality. She'd be a great addition to the show. How can we tie her in? Oh, they buried somebody back in 1987. Okay, that's it. I I don't agree, but maybe. Because what do I know? Because I am not part of this world. Yeah, we're all guessing. Right. That's my theory, though. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, 
we also see Drita this episode and her opening or revealing of her new store. I think she's calling it Lady Boss. Lady Boss. Lady Boss. Which is a great name. I That's love her that nickname. Name. Really cute. You were saying you love the lips on With the it. The lips on the mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And the store was fire. I mean, it looked awesome. Not well, not before it was done. It well, didn't. so yeah, she starts <laughs> off where we see that the store is in shambles. It doesn't look like it's going to be finished. She's upset. And then of course, it gets finished in time. All the women are invited to the grand opening, and it looks great. How much is that for show? And this is her second. This is her second. second location. How much is that for show that she came in and was like completely tearing these men to shreds? Like this I'd is not the color. This is not this. They about like eighty-seven or ninety-four percent for show. <laughs> and then but nowhere in between. No, not no. not eighty-eight. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I think that she seems like an actual doll, and mm-hmm. I don't think she would come in there and start saying all that stuff. And the paint that was in the thing looked like what was actually on the wall. <laughs> so she clearly didn't hate it that much. It was um, perfect. Right, Kevin, because you've built things before a lot too, and and we were talking about how it seemed that the store went up very quickly. Uh, do you think that it was just the editing process that they said that it was well, done pretty much overnight? No, I mean, listen, this takes you back to Disneyland. It's a famous story that when the park had opened, um, the women, when they walked in, their heels were sinking in the tar because the tar was still wet. And every business I've ever known, whether it's a nightclub, it's always been to the very last second, peeling up tape, hanging things. And an hour before, you're like, what? This place, it's never going to come together. And mm-hmm. boom, it does. So no, I, that, that part's all I'm okay with. Yeah. I've I, seen it too many times. I, I agree that I, I, well, there you go. You said it. But mm-hmm. I thought the sushi was a nice little touch. And I really would have liked to be invited to that party. But, you know, I guess my invitation was lost in the mail and it happens. (laughs) Uh, But I I really am proud of her. I think that it was an incredible job. It looked beautiful. It's somewhere that I would love to go get my makeup done. I think she did a great job when she does the girls. What do you guys think? I'm curious. What do you guys think about the concept? So it looks like it's a studio that's got multiple chairs that you go and you get your makeup done. It doesn't look like there's hair there. It's mainly just makeup and there's a little boutique. What do you guys think about that? I think it's awesome. Do you? I would totally go. Well, first of all, she said they do extensions well, and she sells, jewelry. She sells, it's like a little boutique, so she sells extensions, Extension jewelry, clothing. I, I bet that they apply them as well. Uh, and second of all, I always feel kind of uncomfortable going to whether it's Sephora, Mac, or Bobby Brown, whatever, you know, you have to buy your products and all this stuff. If I could go somewhere and pay, just get my makeup done, I would really like that. Would you? So, that's what I was going to ask, because you could yeah. go to a department store, you could go to Mac, and there's go do it for free essentially and then you pay 40 50 bucks in product which but i'd it, rather do so i could walk away with product it's the equivalent though of dro- uh, blow dry bar you know you go you pay your 35 dollars. they blow out your hair they don't do anything that extravagant with it but it, you're good to go to your event i think this is awesome if you have something you have mm-hmm. to go to you run in i'm sure it's 50 bucks or under yeah they do your whole face they these women look beautiful um and i thought that that was something I definitely could see myself doing with a couple girlfriends. Having your martinis, whatever it is, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think it's a cute more concept. More power to yeah. her. I hope it becomes really successful. I mean, she's got her second location. It sounds like she's wanting to turn this into, in her words, an empire to help support her kids and send them to college. So I think we wish her a lot of luck, and it did look beautiful. And I have to say, I love uh, Renee's makeup. During yeah, dur- lipstick. Yes, her lipstick, which Renee. we're kind of obsessed about. Renee, here. what is it called? What is that lipstick called? It's like that pinky purple matted stuff. And, I need that. And the other thing that I want to mention about the the party at the makeup store, 
Alicia did confront London about their relationship as well. So it sounds like Alicia's known the two of them for a while, and she's basically saying as her friend, well, London, you told me that you wanted to get married to her and propose. Are you still actually going to be doing that? So it's like she's playing big sister role in a way. Again, though, why was he there? Uh, no I, one else's partners were there. No one else's mm. partners were there. Even Lee wasn't there, obviously. Obviously not. Not shown on camera, yeah. but... <laughs> but there were other people there. We did see a couple other people there, so it's not like it was just the girls. But yeah, I, as I'm, they made him a big part of the show by introducing him with Natalie. So it is a little confusing, and before, Kevin was saying that he likes if we tie him in with the rest of the girls. This was tying him in a little yeah. bit more... So maybe they were trying to do that. It didn't really work for me, but that's what they were trying to do, I assume. Yeah. And now moving on to the other mob wife, Alicia, and her storyline. It continues to get developed, and we talked about this while we were watching it. It seems like a lot of the same keeps on happening with her. We see her with her boys. We see her with... uh, Forget the Tina. Name of Tina, and it's just the same. It's just the same thing again and again. Uh, here's the thing that really stood out to me about this, and I said it out loud when we were watching because I couldn't hold it inside. This is what Tina says after Alicia's talking about how she's dealt with the IRS and she's so devastated, and Eddie's betrayal, and she was arrested, and all these things. What her friend's response is: these things are terrible, especially things about your money. What? Like, that's what you got from it? I mean, yes, nine bank accounts. Well, she was talking about the nine bank accounts being closed. And I think what she was trying to say is that... It's a lot. Well, it's your... It's like, in in Alicia's mind, it's her money. She can't even access her own money. I just felt like that was such a weird thing. And maybe it was editing, but of all these things, my kids are about to be parentless, and my husband's in jail, and he cheated on me, and I might go to prison. (laughs) Yes, but your money. Like, (laughs) what? This woman's priorities were not... Not as you like, would have them, and her advice, Yeah, Her advice in the last episode is terrible. Too. Yeah. I'm, oh, that's right. She's right. the one that we thought gave her horrible exactly. advice. Exactly. So I'm just sitting here wondering, like, Tina, who are you and why are you on the show? <laughs> I mean, I just don't really understand. How much more would we have enjoyed the scene if Alicia was sitting there talking to Natalie? Oh, I don't know. Or any of the fine, <laughs> If she was talking to Renee, if she was talking to well, Big Renee, Ange, Drita. Yes. I'm just saying, I Tina, I do not know who you are. I don't care about you. And you say the worst things. <laughs> bad advice. <laughs> like, just the worst. Well, it does seem like Alicia is really... She tries very hard to be strong. And we see her be very strong and as she talks to the women. But we see her breaking down a lot in this episode. In that conversation with her and Tina, she's she's definitely... She's crying. She's upset. We see her later on with her boys and kind of warming up to the idea that they might not have her around. Mm-hmm. We see her breaking down and and you can see that weight on her shoulders and the, and her real reality. This is a reality show but this is her reality, everything she's going through. And I feel like we really did see that this episode. No, absolutely. That's a great point because it's funny that we have this whole category of TV now called reality television, but sometimes we forget that what that actually means is that's this woman's reality, yeah. you know? Life. It's not a delicious yeah. fight that you can turn off when you turn off right. your Twitter and your TV. Right, exactly. And, and that's insane. And I do feel for her as a, not that I'm a mother, but I feel for her as a mother, as a person, woman, as a woman, yeah. as a whatever, I feel awful for her. Oh, I do too. Um, whether she knew about any of this or not, I don't think she was the driving force. I don't think this is something she wanted. And when she kept sitting there saying, look at what I had. I had everything I ever wanted. My family, my house was gorgeous. My life, it was perfect. 
to be at the place that you always dreamed of being, mm-hmm. to be at the top of the mountain, and then all of a sudden to be floating down yeah. this poop creek. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, honestly, I feel <laughs> awful for her. I really do, but... I, I don't believe that she had no part in it, so you have to put a little blame on her. That's the main question, and I know we talked about it in detail last week. I'm right. curious, Kevin, to get your opinion on it if with Alicia and her husband. If she really, if you thought that she was actually innocent and didn't know anything that was going on, or if you felt that she actually had a clue and knew what was going on. I think she had a clue. Yeah. yeah. We all kind I of think she had a clue. I think, um, you know, maybe not as maybe not as much of a clue because she doesn't seem like a she doesn't seem like a conniver uh, and she doesn't seem like a cutthroat and she doesn't seem like she's but at the same time she's smart mm-hmm. she's intelligent she's not like like some of the girls we've seen are like street smart but they're I don't know they're bimbos you know what I mean some some of the women we've seen on the show but this this is she seems like an intelligent young woman mm-hmm. um, but I think for the sake of the kids and the family, I think everyone, I mean, like if it was me and Maria, I would totally say, uh-uh, Maria, you just, you knew nothing. And, you know, now, because why should two of them go to jail and the kids, you know, like, so the smart play is just deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. But and, do you think uh, it was a partnership? You think, because you're saying you and Maria, you know, that's like equal partnership. You think this is something they did together or you think he was doing it and she had some knowledge? That 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 he was doing it. He was doing it, and she had some knowledge. Yeah, because I I definitely don't think this was an equal partnership. Like they're Bonnie and Clyde out here. Like I I don't think. No, 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 no. Because I don't think it's in there. And I also just you know I just know a lot of those guys from the neighborhood, and it's always like, no, no, honey, honey, don't worry about it. I got this. No, no, they're always gonna say anything. Why you why you getting all upset? It's like why you getting so stressed? It's all that kind of stuff. It's like I mean, thirteen years. It's just too long to be married to sit there and say I had no idea. Well, like Kevin said, she she. She seems bright. She seems smart. Yeah. And she seems like she... And she worked in the business. It's not like she assisted him and worked in the business. It's not like she didn't work in it at all. Yeah. But especially the money. Yeah. And, well, tonight she said... <laughs> she said Thank my husband know. couldn't give up that life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like she knew it was happening, but he couldn't give it up. That's sad when you feel like you should be enough for somebody, but you're just not. Right. You're not worth it to them. But none of these women are. That's for, for all the men. That's how they all are. And that's the lifestyle. Nobody that these men meet or marry or have kids is enough for them to leave the lifestyle. So this shouldn't be any surprise to Alicia or anybody that that they're not going to give it up. But Alicia, Sad. it sounds like she wasn't fully aware of his involvement in getting, mar- in getting married to him, which I don't believe that either. I, I don't know if I believe that, but I am more willing to give her that, that at first, you know, mm-hmm. the first year she didn't know, and as she went along, maybe she, she found out. But there's just no way after 13 years. No. Maybe year one, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. But the father of your children, your husband for over a decade, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, because you mentioned about, um, can we talk a little bit about what the scene with the kids and the yeah, let's phone talk call? About, let's talk about that right now. So I have to say that in the whole episode, I thought that this scene was the most manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really felt disappointed by what Mob Wives did here because they absolutely tried to trick us into what she actually said to her sons. So here's what I'm talking about. If you go back and you look at the scene and you look at the editing, you see her son saying something 
And then you stay, the camera stays on her sons, and you hear her saying something while they're mm-hmm. listening. She absolutely said none of that. It was a voiceover. Yeah, it was yeah. a voiceover. And then they tried to edit it together so that they were responding, and then some of the, when the camera would cut to her, obviously those things she would say, but she did not explain it to them the way that she explained it in voiceover. And I no. thought it was really bizarre and bad editing. You could tell with the sound, and I'm not sure why they did it. I think it's because... They wanted to get the point across, and Alicia wanted to get this point across, that she is slowly gearing her sons up to the fact that she might be in jail. So I think they wanted to put together some scene to re- to reflect that. And this might have been the closest thing that they had. Maybe it's obviously something that she probably talked about them to them in private, not in front of the cameras, but the producers or whatever wanted that piece to be shown to us. So they piecemealed it together so that we had something to grasp when she was talking about that. I didn't like how calculated it was. That was so calculated of them to do that. And it's like, you're tricking us there. What else are you tricking us with, with all the editing? And I see right through it. And it was the, it was not the fact that they did it to piece the story together. It was the words they chose. Her words were like, boys, mommy is going away. You know, But I was, feel like she was in on it, obviously, because she was the one doing the voiceovers. They probably told her, hey, we want to do this scene. You know, wh- what would you have said or what did you say in this situation? So she's, she said it and they probably set it up. I'm not saying she didn't say it. I'm saying as an audience member, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? She, you felt they were... I um, felt I felt manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely did. And I feel like there are people out there who wouldn't have been able to notice that. And there are people out there who did notice yeah. it. And I thought that they gave us enough. From looking at her when they filmed her and what she said and then turning to them, I thought that was enough. I thought this was trying to pull on our heartstrings a little too, too much. much. When all you hear is their sad faces, you know, you've got Carlos, he's sitting there, he's like looking like he's crying, and it's her voiceover, which mm-hmm. sounded completely different well, than her right. talking, saying, Mommy's going away now, Carlos, things like that. Like, uh, I feel like that's on, a tactic man. that we see in a lot of reality shows, and I agree with you. I don't like it because I feel like it's just me, it's, it's, Telling the audience that they're stupid or that they're kind of creating this thing, but I don't know. <coughs> but it's... this, with this situation though, it's like different when you manipulate something on how the housewives. But this is like a real life situation. She's could go away. Like she could right. be leaving. This is a serious situation. But maybe that's why the they never had that kind that. of conversation on camera. Maybe that's such a private conversation that they didn't have it on camera. Maybe she didn't want to have it on camera. Then I and... don't think we needed to see that. Right. Kevin, I have a question for you because right now you, you've been filming your own reality show and I'm just curious how much are the producers allowed to tell you to say? Because you were saying maybe it was her idea, maybe it was Alicia's idea to mm-hmm. say this or maybe the producers said to t- say it. So are they allowed to feed you lines and you have to just say them or do you get to say no I'm not going to say that okay so this is that's a great question and um, going through the experience which was supposed to be two months but ended up being eight months I've learned a lot and I and I and you know what I, I'll say I hope I educate people who not just fans but people who end up on these shows mm-hmm. so you go into you know a lot of us who just kind of taught to always obey our parents and obey our bosses and obey you know mm-hmm. so They'll try that. There's, there's some producers who will try the, hey, Roxy, I didn't want to say anything, but Kevin was talking behind your back to Charlotte before the show started. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you go in and do that. So you have to be aware of that stuff where they, they, they'll you know kind of find ways to whisper little things to you to get you riled up. Then there are some producers who will say, to say this, you 100% have the right to say no. Okay. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Now, but some people, unfortunately... 
don't know any better. They're just, they just they get manipulated. They're desperate for their shot to be on TV. They mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, or I, this, is my, this is my moment to to shine and, and create a big TV moment. And they get talked into it or they just go along with it. And then what happens is by usually when they get some power, they... They, they exert themselves. They get, right. It's yeah. like, wait, I'm not going to... But but going into it, the best thing to do is just to say, no. But do I you, do not... I don't feel that way. And I'm not going to say it. But most people don't know they have that right. Do you think, though, then it would be plausible for the producers to say, you know what, we want to stick the sound bite right here. Can you please say for us, mommy might not see you for a very yeah. long time or, and she might just do it. Or she said it in another scene. Yeah. This is a classic filmmaking technique. She said it at another point and they pulled it out. And to another it person, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Or to her direct to camera. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I felt that. You it, didn't like it. I, I didn't tactic. like it because maybe if it was a little less obvious, but I just felt like they really were trying to mm-hmm. make us feel an emotion, poking us and trying to get us to feel for her so much that it actually made me annoyed with her, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to feel like that because I we should be feeling for her in this moment. It's a very real very serious thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't Agreed. enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the episode ends with another fight between Renee and Natalie. No, no, I know. no. We're like, Why are you guys wearing the lingerie? What's going on? So, I don't understand. So right before the lingerie <laughs> we, party... We, is, is, was, it, was it a lingerie party? We were trying to figure out... I don't know. I mean, we had even subtitles on. Fans, if anyone knows... Why were they all? Why was it? It was a Christmas, a lingerie party. So it, but that was, was just like, like hoedown clothing, like with her bra hanging out. I don't know. I don't. Get okay, it. so before the lingerie party, though, we see really quickly a scene with Ren- with Renee on the phone with Alicia, letting her know that she's upset at the fact that Dre- uh, that Natalie had tweeted things about Renee or to Renee, right? Basically saying that. She's hooked up with uh, married men. That, that she's given blowjobs. Yeah, yeah you said it. Yeah. <laughs> I said hooked I, up. You said it. Okay. Right, because you're a little more classy. Okay, you got some class. I don't care. Any badger don't care. Any badger don't care. So naturally, Renee's upset, and Renee's a little bit of a, upset <clears throat> with Alicia. Basically saying, you know, you need to control Natalie, and Natalie's like, I. She's I can't, a grown woman. I can't control her. So I have a question for you guys because we watching this was a little bit. We're trying to piece the whole thing together. So let's break it down a little bit. So it seems like Ali- Renee is mad at Natalie because Natalie tweeted to her. No, well, first who, Renee. So initially, tweeted. Renee tweeted that she said, she "I don't condone men, married men." Cheating on their wives is what she tweeted. And Renee's basically saying that was tweeted out to the Twitter world. It wasn't directed at anyone in particular. So then Natalie tweets directly back to Renee saying, well, you've been giving blowjobs. You like attention. You give blowjobs to married men, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. in, I feel like we're missing part of the story because too, in my brain, I'm, think, I'm thinking, WTF? B, yes. what, like, Natalie, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know? Um, like, why would Natalie turn around and say that without being instigated some way, shape, or form? And that's what Alicia's actually saying, which Renee gets pretty upset about. So Alicia's saying, I don't understand why Natalie would do that out of the blue. There had to have been something that instigated her. And Renee's saying, I can't believe that you're defending Natalie. I'm calling you to tell you this. Well, it pisses me off because at the top of the episode, the number one thing that we get away from dinner is saying, if you have a problem with somebody, leave the third party out. Go directly to that person. Why would Renee 
call Alicia to talk about something Natalie tweeted. Good point. Just call point. Natalie. Yeah. Because you're not going to get the answers from Alicia that you need. Well, because Renee can't stand Natalie and she doesn't want to talk to Natalie. That's why. You, <laughs> you have a thing against Natalie. <laughs> I don't have a thing against Natalie, but Renee doesn't like her, so she doesn't want to call her. Yeah, but I thought that they were supposed to be fine well, after dinner. And, uh, yeah, the dinner that solved everything. Yeah. Everything got exactly. solved. It was great. <laughs> exactly. The, the so go over the pile of shit. Yep, yeah. Exactly. And so then we see the end of the episode well, uh, where the women are at this Christmas party that Renee throws, and it's a lingerie Christmas party. But it's like choose your own lingerie. It's not like a consistent lingerie. It's like Drita's in a, <laughs> like a, a corset, and Leisha's in like a hoedown. The Ganja's like Konichiwa. Yeah. That's what she says <laughs> yeah. when she walks in. What? She's like a geisha, and okay. Renee actually looks fabulous in this scene. I have to say, I she love did. her hair and makeup. She looks. Beautiful. As a guy, yeah. I thought they all look great. Oh, they're they're half naked. <laughs> Here's the other thing that we have to say. We've talked about this before when we had the Halloween episode. We talked about yes, it during Sandy. Yes. We talked seasonal. about it, whatever. The seasonal thing is weird. And here's why it's the weirdest in this moment. Because if you're going to have a lingerie party, <laughs> which, by the way, I'm sorry. I've, I've never just had a lingerie party, me and my girls. <laughs> it just seems like kind of a weird thing to do, but okay. If you're going to do that. Well, you've never had a lingerie party on camera. Yeah. That would be yeah, different. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> but if you're going to have a lingerie party, Party, and you're going to film it, then why not just take out the seasonal aspect of it? Know. Or if you're going to have a seasonal party, which I don't think you should do because it's February right now, but if you're going to have yeah. a December party, do then, it. Then why are you in lingerie? Yeah, commit to it. If you're going to actually make us have to watch you sing Christmas carols and drink eggnog, be go in your sweaters. Yeah. Do be it. in your ugly sweaters. Don't mm-hmm. mix it up with the lingerie. Don't wear lingerie. I, I agree 100%. Oh. It was uh, very strange. Yeah. Not rhetorically. I'm being honest. Like, this is a real question. Why were they wearing lingerie? Does anybody know? No. For no. for ratings or for, for why were you guys in lingerie? And it wasn't even like they were all like wearing some, sexy lingerie. I feel like something was edited out, you guys. Yeah. We missed something. We missed it. I or maybe we so. missed it. Or think, we missed it. Maybe fans let us know. Yeah, let, Please us, know. let us know. Write down in the comments I below. Think tell, we're us, tell us what we're missing. With the Twitter thing, too. Like, what? Yes. Like, I'm, why? Okay, I'm so, so then glad. that's discussed during this lingerie slash Christmas party. They talk about the whole Natalie thing. And Andrea, of course, is like, really? Why can't we all just get along? Why are we always bickering? And like I said, this is my whole issue with this. It's such a superficial fight. It's dumb. I just don't care about this fight anymore. Yeah. I'm over it. Something happened. Something has to have happened. Why? We're missing. I don't get it. We're missing, We're missing it. something. Yeah, it. I know. And, and honestly, that's a bad job on the editor's part because I'm maybe I could be invested in this, but I don't know what's yeah. going on yeah. because it just seems so irrational yeah. that I can't put myself into it because I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And Renee's so, pretty worked up, too. Right. And, and, even, right? and Drita turns to Renee and says, don't be stopping on the defense. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, of course she's on the defense. Somebody just <laughs> tweeted at her that she <laughs> sucks merry men's dicks. Yes. Like, obviously, I would be on the defense, too. If somebody yeah. said to me, you sucked a merry men's penis, I would say... No, I didn't. What? And that's me being defensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good point because I'm usually with Drita's suggestions and her her feedback during these fights. And that was something I was totally anti. I'm like, dude, Drita, of course she's going to be defensive. Yeah. And it's out in the world. Like, these women have a lot of followers. If someone's going to throw that out there, who knows if that's going to pick picked mm-hmm. up by Perez Hilton or whatever. Like, and, and now... Renee has to defend herself. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I was really glad this was the end of the episode because I'm sorry to say it one more time. I just couldn't take it seriously when they were all wearing <laughs> the lingerie. <laughs> Thank God this was the end because I couldn't. What, what did I keep saying out loud throughout the entire episode? But not throughout the entire episode, through the scene. 
why are they in lingerie? And the best I couldn't thing, even listen to the story. And the like, best thing, too, is like when you see Big Ann, she's like, I just don't understand this fight. And she's in her kimono yeah, with I, her boobs. <laughs> I don't understand this fight, I, and I just wish it would end. And, and I know, I know. By the way, it's kind of her reaction to almost everything. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. Because but this she, time she's in a kimono. She's right. very rare. <laughs> That's the difference. She's very rarely... The actual instigator of the fight, um, so she kind of all she can do is rarely. Let's say never. No, she's never. I right, was thinking right. that she's always Switzerland. Right, mm-hmm. but we always. we have gotten to that in the episode, ground. and we haven't talked much about the big end. What actually happened well, with her and her and Lee? Well, let's talk a little bit about that because we got to wrap right. things up. We're running short on time, so okay, we're done with that fight. We'll see the rest of it next week. That Natalie and Renee are gonna—I don't know what they're gonna do, but they're gonna deal with it. But we do see a little bit with Big Ange and Lee. At the... Um, you mean a Neil. Neil. my God. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, If it was you, Big Ange and Lee at the Spurs <laughs> Bank, then we'd have a problem. That would be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to That's see that fight. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so Neil is giving his doing a sperm check to make sure it's okay, and it sounds like now they're going to get an egg donor because right. they can't use Big Ange eggs. The most interesting part of the conversation to me was the fact that Big Ange made a joke at the top saying when she said, how long has it been since you ejaculated? She says two years if you're talking about sex. sex. Yeah. I kind of didn't think she was kidding there. Oh yeah, felt, she had to have been kidding. I don't know. Two years? I don't know. The, the way they <laughs> Tell us at what you other. guys at home, do you think Big Ange was kidding? Has it really been two years, years since she's had sex? I think she was. Roxy says no. I, Charlotte? I believe it. I think there's a little truth to it. I'm not sure. My favorite part of that was when she said, "We're building a, it's build a baby, like build a bear, <laughs> like build yeah. a baby, really." And <laughs> oh, I love why? how you say it too, Charlotte. Build a baby, like build a bear. Why? Why did they have to show us the sperm? Why did they have to oh. actually take the sperm and show it on camera? I don't know. I could have done without it. I could have done without it. I I, I like, could have done without that scene, to be honest. No, I like it. I like that yeah. we're seeing them go and how to get a baby and whatnot. But I think it's all for show. I really don't think they're going to end up having a kid. I, I don't just, think so. I just, no. the, why I did you have not. to literally take no. the sperm and hold it in front of the camera? I just don't know. <laughs> Just so, just don't know. so they can see that reaction, Roxy. I guess. That's, that's why. Is that why? Yeah, I think that's why. It's cruel. That is cruelty. All right. Human so cruelty. what are your predictions for next week, guys? I mean, so much. Season finale. We have Junior, who's being released, which is the thing talk of the season about how scared we are for Renee. Which we know hasn't happened yet. So. Because she's still nervous about it. So yeah. we're... But she's talking, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's scary that she is coming towards that. And the other thing is Alicia being sentenced, which we, we also, also know, know hasn't happened. Exactly. So yeah. It's very difficult when we have a reality show mm-hmm. and that's airing. And we know that was taped in December or early January. Especially this reality show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so much of it is in the news. Right. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Before we go on, I don't, I, I'm on the fence about uh, about Ashley. Now I'm kind of thinking, I don't know why. Hey, Ashley? Who's Ashley? Excuse me, I'm Ashley. <laughs> Alicia? Alicia. Oh. I'm like, wow, I'm oh, really sorry. on the fence about Ashley. I don't even know. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm okay. starting to think maybe maybe more innocent than I think. Oh, I'm thinking the opposite. Really? I'm thinking a little more guilty. I think she's really smart. I think she's really smart, and she might know more than she's letting on. She just seem, She just doesn't seem like a conniver. I think... That she knows, but I think what you said, Kevin, I think she, it was probably something she was fighting with him all the time. It was something that she wasn't comfortable with, but she knew about it, and she just chose to 
fine. And, and he, probably, then, and he I'm reassured focus on, her. Exactly. Yeah, not I'm going to focus worry. on the kids. I'm going to focus on being a mom. And he said not to worry. Just don't I, worry. Don't worry. Don't Everyone worry. does it. Yeah, but I know. think more than being pissed off that he was part of the lifestyle, because I think she had a clue about that, I think the thing that pisses her off the most is that he was unfaithful. I think that yeah. is where the shock yeah. came in. Now, now listening to By the way, tapes, it always is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't care that you were dealing and doing and money and accessory to murder. Accessory. Jeez, why can't I talk? But you cheated on me, and now, now that, that gets personal. That's personal. Yeah. yeah, you know the 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 money and all that. That's business. That doesn't have to do with her. But the cheating is personal. My I blood. think he. I My think blood. he told her. <laughs> I think he told her that everything had d- was done with like like he said with Carla, and that she thought everything was in the past, and now she's like. You know. Okay, so we, we went through the whole episode, and and I know the fans get mad when I go backwards. I still am thinking about Karen, Ramona, and Carla. What do you think's going through the heads? Like, are you thinking cr- about love too, or no? No, because no. love was good, certifiable. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she she was crazy. But um, but the other ones, I, you know, I've looked on, I've just creeped on their tweets, and you know, they're they're wearing brave faces and still communicating to their fans. But what do you guys think? I mean, you you think that are you asking I mean, in a sense? Do you think thoughts, that, are you asking if they're like missing the yeah. show? Of course they are. I of think course, they're 100%. I think they all thought, like, now our careers are going to take off. And what have they done since? Well, maybe a few things here and there, but basically I don't think they nothing. thought the career was going to take off. I think they held strong, wanting more money contractually. And they uh, they fell on their sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's it. That's it. And uh, you just have to live with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that maybe it was a combination of both. Definitely they wanted more money. And they thought that their career could do something after I think this. Er- no, Roxy, I think everybody knows once you leave TV, you're in trouble. You think they thought that if they yes, left- I Yes, I think they just didn't. They thought there were... No, I don't, I don't here's know. the thing. They I thought there were... Listen, there were three of them. They thought they had strength in numbers. And from what Renee had told us about Joe is they were always the couple that played that game. They were the ones who could work well, the system. And they. I think that they were like, we've got... Joe's a hot story item. There's three of us. That's half the show. I could just... Guys, I've been on both sides of this for negotiations, and I'm telling you, it was probably like, you know what? Let's stand our ground, and you know what? And then you really talk yourself into it by saying, you know what? We have our businesses anyway. F them. We don't need them. No, 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 no. That's they, absolutely they, what it they pay up, they, but, but you know what? They're going to totally pay up, or they're not going to have a show. And then, you know, VH1 was tough and said, you know, okay, fine, peace. And, uh, and you know, now, you know, it, unless they get back on, you know, they're, they're, there's no way things are the same. I think them. the only one that maybe thought she had some kind of hope or something beyond the show would be Karen. Because she wrote the book. But and everything, she, she, yeah, And true. so she has that whole storyline. But it's story all driven line. by TV. Well. It's real. I mean, because if you look at, uh, you know, if Bethany kept going and evolving and now she has another thing, but she never really left television. I mean, I, I just... Bethany I don't, from Housewives? Bethany Frankel. Yeah. Like, I just don't well, know one example. Well, she made her example. money from, from... Skinny. Skinny. From the Skinny Girl. But Skinny Girl, based on being yes. on TV, yes, she didn't course. get fired from Housewives and then do Skinny Girl. Yeah. Like, so all this stuff, I tell these people all the time, this is all driven, all the stuff you do is driven by this this 22-minute or 44-minute advertisement that you're getting every week, and you never want to lose that. Mm-hmm. If you were, you know, you have a clothing line, Erica, mm-hmm. and if I said to you, I'm going to give Rally you Rally Babe, it's Rally amazing. Rally Babe is awesome. Rally and babe. if I was going to give you 45 minute, 44 minutes a week on VH1, what would you pay for that? Yeah. yeah. You'd pay a fortune, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's like, they're huge. paying you But for everybody looks at it the wrong way, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and, and uh, I, I just wonder, again, 
I'm sure they're wearing a brave face, but it has to bother them that the show went on without them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think because I, I got and talked it's doing in. well. Right, that's what I mean. It 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 definitely. I don't know, maybe even reinvigorate the show. And if I'm producing the show, I still leave the door open for them to come back because that's exciting and fun. I would too. That's fun. That like I would breathes bring new back, life. I would bring back Karen. She'd be the only one because Carla. Mm, I Karen. love Carla. No, Ramona always stirs the pot. Ramona, she yes, she's somebody. But the thing that's interesting with Karen is the dynamic between her and Alicia. We know that right, Alicia refuses yeah. to be on camera with Karen, but that would make the show interesting. That's absolutely really, and that would be legitimate. You're on the nose, definitely. Yeah, that would be... But I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think that'll happen. No. Well, we will have to see. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. All right, <laughs> Kevin guys. knows best, guys. He knows. He knows best. Know. No, I have no inside information. Godfather Kevin. I have no inside information about it, but it's just He's good. He's got a good instinct, it, though. No, it's just good business for everybody. It's good for VH1. It's good for Marbars. It's good for Alicia, and it's good for Karen. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day... At least you can say that, whatever. But look, she's on the ropes right now. She's yeah, about she to go. I mean, you this know. This is contingent on her not going to jail. And then, of course, right. she can't And, and, and the then show. someone says to her, listen, <laughs> you know what? You were good on the show. But, you know, again, it's a little bit soft. Now we bring Karen in. Trust me, you guys are going to be the focus. That's You're an gonna... awesome show. So you never know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. All right, guys. Well, where can everybody find you? At Shaw Broadbent. At Roxy Stryer. Kevin? At Undergaro. Oh. <laughs> and I'm your host, Erica Garcia Rojas, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am EGR. See you next week, season finale. <gasps> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin oh. Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, bitches! 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 The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.